Welcome to the Something to Think About podcast, where we take a closer look at what the Bible says about common questions. I am Andre Palmer. This week, we'll be looking on made in the image of God. What does it mean? What does the Bible say about me? And why should I love me and accept me? It's a very important question because not many persons accept themselves and even understand what they carry. So this week we'll be going deep and looking on what does the Bible say about made in his image, what it all means and all of that. So we go to Genesis 1, 26 to 27. And God said, let's make humans in our image, in our likeness. Let them rule the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the domestic animals all over the earth and all the animals that crawl on the earth. So God created humans in his image. In the image of God, he created them. He created them male and female. So the first question is, what does the Bible say about me or you? Whoever is listening, you. Yes, you, I'm talking. What does the Bible say about me? And there are 11 things. The list might be longer than that, but here's 11 things to think about. God made us. Like, right, you're created, intentionally created. You are a thought in God's mind when you were conceived. And even if your parents say that you are a mistake, you are not. At the moment of time that you were created, God allowed you to be created by your parents. You are a thought in his mind. You were conceived at the moment and the hour and the day. And it was an intentional act for you to be created. The second thing that we are his. So yes, we are created by God. The second thing to understand now is that we belong to him. In Psalms 24 verse 1, it says, Earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, which means that everything that was created under the sun belongs to God. He owns everything. You belong to him. You are part of his family. You are intentionally created to be a part of his family, to share in his glory and his kingdom. So you have a purpose in life by just being born. You're intentionally created to be a part of the family. The third thing is that we are his people. So yes, you are intentionally created by God to be a part of his family. And you you are owned by God. The word ownership might sound strong, but you are his. You belong to him and he claimed you as his own. And you are a part of his family, meaning that we are his people. Next thing is that we are sheep in his care. And sheep in his care, meaning that God will take care of you every step of the way. If he sees that you're going astray, he's the good shepherd and he will use his staff to bring you in line. If you are lost, he will leave the other 99 sheep and search for you. So to ensure that you're back with the flock. And the thing is now, if you have needs, he will lead you to a place where you can find food, green pastures. He will keep you beside the still waters, meaning that you will always be refreshed in his presence. The fifth thing is that we are clay. So from your babe to know, your life is being continuously shaped by God. Every step of the way, God is shaping and molding your life into the woman or man that he wants you to be. Every stage of your life will require change. 
will require you to transition from one place to the next, from one mindset to the next. Maybe you're at the place where God is changing your mindset and your attitude towards the way in which you work. When you master that, you might change your way and your attitude and your mindset towards from being an employee to an employer. And then there's another phase after that once you master that stage. Or maybe you're at the place where he's moving you from loving yourself to loving and caring for other people. Or he's moving you from not taking care of your finances to being a good financial steward. To make you be content with what you have. There are stages in your life and he's molding you into what he wants you to be. The sixth thing is that God is the potter. He has everything in his hands. The shaping and the molding process belongs to him. He is the one that is taking care of that. We are the work of his hands. So wherever you are, and no matter what the stage of your life is, God is continuously shape, shaping you. You are beautifully and fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the workmanship of his hands. What does that mean? He took the time to carve you out. Your body is shaped the way that God wants you to be shaped. Your face or structure is shaped based on what God wants you to be shaped. All the physical features that you might not appreciate, God intentionally created them that way because you are unique. So, we are the workmanship of his hands. You were created different. And there's nobody else out there like you. God created you different for a purpose. The other thing is that we are created to reflect his glory. So when persons see and interact with you based on your character, you will reflect his glory. You will reflect the goodness of God because that's what God wants. God wants for us to share in his glory and to reflect his glory. So when others see us, they see him. God made us decent. So here's the thing that God created us decent for us to intentionally obey his laws and obey him. And he made us decent. And he made us that way because he wants us to share in his glory, to reflect his presence and to manifest his character in the earth, all over the earth. And why? Because he gave us to be rulers of the earth, rulership over everything. And that he wanted us to have that character to manage the earth well. And the last thing is that, and I mentioned this earlier, is that you are unique. There's nobody else out there like you. You'll never find anybody that, that looks the same. And the giftings and how it manifests and how it's made up is ne will never be the same. So something to keep in mind. So here's the thing now. What happens when we don't believe these things about ourselves? The God of this world, or Satan in this matter, will blind our minds about the truth. So when you don't believe anything about who you are, and you look on yourself and speak negative things over your life, You'll be blinded to what the truth is, which is that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're beautiful. And God intentionally created you on this earth to be unique and to have dominion. But if you don't believe this, Satan will blind your mind from the truth. So no matter what anybody says about you, you will never believe that it is true. The second thing is that you will find ways to avoid being decent. So because you are blinded by the truth, the next thing that will happen now is that you are made decent, but you will find ways to not to be decent because you are searching 
and what you might find that you might like or about who you are may not be what God intended and the things that you will end up doing may not have his approval. The third thing is that you'll walk around believing a lie. So up to this point, whatever anybody tells you about yourself, if it's not from God or not from the Bible, it's a lie up to this point. Because if you are told that you'll never come out to anything, that's a lie. If you are told that you're not good enough, that's a lie. If you are told that you're not beautiful, that's a lie. If you are told not to speak when you are being abused, that's a lie. And I can't imagine the amount of lies that you are being told over the years that is holding you back from walking in your purpose and in your true um, manifestation that God wants for your life and for you to express your gifting because you're being held captive by all these lies. The next thing is that you'll feel rejected by God and people because you will not be accepted. If you don't accept yourself and accept and receive the approval from God and live the way God wants you to live by his standards through the word of God. When somebody says something negative to you, you'll, be re you'll, you'll feel rejected by the person. You'll also walk around that feeling that God doesn't love you. But really and truly, the problem is that you don't love yourself first. Ephesians 4, 23-24 says, However, you were taught to have a new attitude. You were also taught to become a new person, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So the next question is, what will happen if you believe this? One, you will feel confident about yourself. Truly confident. You will really truly feel confident about yourself. I remember the time when I really discovered this. Because all my life I was looking and searching for somebody to give me approval to do something. I will always yearn to feel accepted and praised for the good work that I was doing. But then I realized that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I was unique. God accepted me. God liked me and wanted me. And he approved me and called me good. When he finished created me, he called me good. So I don't need anybody else to tell me that. And I took the step of faith and I moved on from that. And ever since, I have not desired anybody to say, yo, Dre, I really like what you're doing. Continue. No, that don't matter to me no more. God don't tell me that already. And that's most important. And I believe and whatever he says I must do, I'll do. And I feel more confident about my skills than before. And that's the importance of believing in yourself and accepting that you are created unique by God. The second thing is that you will know who you are. If you're searching for your purpose, you have to find yourself first. Meaning, you have to understand what God has given to you. Your unique giftings, talents that you have and how it manifests into your purpose and how it works together to give God glory and to for how you can be a part of his kingdom. You'll understand who you are, what makes you up, what makes you unique. What are the different skills that you have? What is the things that drive, what drives you every day? How the different things that you might find weird are actually strengths and not weakness. And how that can be utilized now to make a significant contribution in the kingdom. And also at work and in your family. The third thing is that you will understand your purpose in a, the full extent. 
you will know what you need to do in order to enhance the kingdom you will know the skills that you require and that you will have already in order to start working you will you will establish yourself to really enhance god's kingdom and you will fully take dominion over the area in which god calls you to have dominion over if you're good at organizing then organize if you're good at explaining things in a simple way and do that if you're good at serving people and serve people and the list goes on and on and the final thing is that you will be stable in your faith in god once you understand who you are you're confident about yourself you know your purpose and you know who you are inside out your faith in god will be stable because your relationship with him will be going in the right direction you will know how to approach god you'll know how to ask him questions you will ask him the right questions in terms of how to execute your purpose. You will ask him for witty ideas in order to overcome problems. You will search the scriptures in such a way that you will find everything that you need in order to move forward with your life. So the question is, do you know who you are? Do you know what you're capable of? Do you understand the full extent of your purpose? And do you believe in yourself? Something to think about. And that's our show. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I release a new episode every Tuesday. If you have any questions, please email them to podcast at andraepalmer.com or send me a tweet at Andre Palmer. Until next time, guys, one love and God bless.